Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Benes, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous 30-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. This week, I spoke with comedian and writer extraordinaire Michelle Wolf, as well as musician, singer, and songwriter, and someone who I am just so, like, normally not crazily obsessed with. Like, oh my god, I love her so much, I cannot even. Singer-songwriter Florence Wells, live from Outside Lands Music Festival. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, this is so pretty. Oh my God, it's the first time I saw it. I can't believe. I really can't believe. Um, that is the big, huh? Can you believe? No. <laughs> That's the thing about that particular catchphrase that makes me like a little saddy can sometimes is because like I actually say that all the time in my life and now I feel like when I meet someone I'll like I'm chatting I'm like can you believe and they're like (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't trying to like quote myself like that I like just actually really do enjoy saying it and it means a lot like that phrase expresses so much for me she's like my windex of phrases (laughs) like in my big pack Greek wedding you know like, because, like, Windex was, like, the thing for everything. Okay. So, our, our guest, um, numero, well, I'm, you know what? I'm a mysterious person. I don't know how many guests we have. There could be seven. There could be two. There could be 11. I don't know. See how much time we have. So, but our first guest is someone who I really, really, really look up to in so many ways. She burst onto the scene She really just had a breakthrough year and just really threw us the lifeline of laughs and tea that we were needing. Like, we were just thirsting for some tea. We were, like, getting over, like, the stomach flu. We're really... In fact, we're not going through a stomach flu right now. We're going through mono as a country. Like, our country right now... And we... It literally is mono, now that I think about it. Because, like, we're kind of, like, you know, we're, like, a teenager of countries. We haven't been around that long. We're, like, totally a teenager. We made out with someone who had mono. And now we have mono. And we're walking around with a high fever, you know, in front of everybody. Just being totally crazy. We totally have mono right now. And what we needed was, you know, bed rest and IV. We needed, like, whatever. I don't know if mono is, like, an antibiotic thing. But whatever it is that you need for mono, she had what we needed. Her name is Michelle Wolf, and without further ado, she's here. Um, oh my god. I, I, do my, a, I do a lot of shoulders. Uh, they're so good. My ankles were shaking so bad. I'm so I'm like, I feel like I'm you're essentially like the kind you're kind of like the new Beyonce of comedy. Oh, I, I, uh, if I could wear a leotard, I would, I would do that. Uh. I would, oh my Me God. Me too. I, she really revolutionized not wearing pants. Honestly, and I'm on that train. I'm here for it. And if yeah. I wasn't so, like, in just such a psoriatic flare right now, I would have really, I mean, I still almost didn't care because I'm giving you a little bit of it, but I would have really gotten rid of this short if it wasn't as, she's, you know, I, I love it. I would like, that's my dream, to never wear pants. I, but I can't, I don't know how she, I don't know how she dances. How does she dance? I think, okay, my two, I have two best friends, Patty and Julie, and they're like two of my very best friends. And what they pointed out to me when we, my friend Julie is the girl who I do those Beyonce dances with sometimes on the gram. 
She's like one of my I love her so much. Um, but because like, I feel like Beyonce gives you like a she gives you more of like a chunky, sensible heel. Like it's like more of like a character heel, so that right. you can really pivot, turn, hit, hit, hit. It's not like so skinty that it's like if you're like changing course, it's like you're not gonna like sprain your ankle. I would just be so mad if I were her and I was watching. Like we're, okay, we're 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 at the Beyonce concert. I'm Beyonce. Picture it. And we're we're dancing all around, and then Jay Z's just like walking. It's like, haven't you done enough? I know. Like, can you like, do some choreography, please? I mean, that should have been like part of their like reconciliation. Yes. It's like you must dance now. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be such a better show. Yes, and like if they did like a whole like throwback. Like, what if like one of their like vibes was like a new like kind of like Gene Kelly like a hat thing, like like a like and like and like if they could do like that'd be cute like for one number. It would be really far from and throw he everything came. off. Yeah, it's like it's like and she loves to throw like a new creative like. God, I love her so much. Kid, not to not talk about you, but I. The September Vogue, Beyonce, I mean, are oh we all... Oh, my God. I mean, she's, she is the new everything. She's... Uh, she's like, sorry, Anna, um, I'll do the cover, but I have to, like, do all of it. So I do, I do have one tiny gripe, is that she's, like, a little too into flowers these days. Who, Beyonce? Everything is flowers. She takes her, like, pregnancy photo in front of flowers. She takes the newborn photo in front of a bunch of flowers. There's, like, a whole it's bush George on her O'Keefe. head. It's like she's really in her lady power, I feel like. She's just like, yeah, uh, I'm here for it. It's just a lot of florals. I you want know what? like a, I want like a vine at some oh. point. Sorry. My. I'm not mad at a vine, <laughs> to be honest. I, I do, I think, I think I like a vine. Yeah. But uh, no, she's, I mean, she took over the magazine. I don't think she, Anna has it anymore. I, ooh. What have you heard? I don't have I don't have any gossip. I just think Beyonce was like, it's mine now. And then Anna was like, okay. All right. So, okay, wait. Question. Um, obviously, Correspondence Ball, most magical night I've had in a long time. I like what? I like when on November eighth or seventh or whatever that night was that will live in infamy. Like I, I ended up listening to "She Used to Be Mine," uh, the Jesse Mueller, right? How do I Jesse from? Yes, thank you. I got scared for a second. I was like, oh my God, am I bad? Um, but Jesse Miller, and I was just like shoving like Ben and Jerry's in my mouth with a big fat spliff. And I was like, and I had ice cream all over me and I just couldn't believe it. But and I felt like that consistently in some variation throughout every day until your correspondence ball like oh, set. Oh, thanks. So my question is like, did, they didn't like, you didn't get like a FBI surveillance like thing in your, like on your Wi-Fi thing I, or something. This was actually, the, coming out here was the first time I've flown since then. And no way, it's the were second you time. Sca- were you but scared to do it or something? I, Did I you really think twice about like, it? I was like, are people? Am I, I gonna get like too. a? Am I gonna get like a weird chat? Like, am I gonna? Are, am I on the no fly list or something? Oh my god! Oh. Well, even if you were, you could still like buy guns. Yeah. So. There's a lot of workarounds. There is. Yeah, or you could just like go to like one of those like gun shows or something. Like, that's almost like if you got, like, an extreme DUI, like, 75,000 times, but then there was, like, this, like, one magical, like, tent where you didn't have to have an ID or anything, and then you could just go get it fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can just do anything there. Yeah, it's like, a, it's, a, it's a crazy exception to laws. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. I love how we can make that funny. That's the thing about comedy. You can, like, make the most unfunny things funny. I mean, well, some, some people, uh, they sometimes get mad. 
No. At jokes. Tell, do you have a story about that? Tell me. Well, because like I mean, obviously, like the the truth crushed up. Because I was like, I was like, girl, why are you even that? Up? Like, I don't know. People said way mean things to me about my appearance to my face. Like, I mean, I couldn't walk seven steps without someone screaming like faggot in my face for like 17 years, and then like someone calls you out on your blow dry and your eyeshadow in public one time, and you can't like take it. Well, the thing is. That wasn't shit, girl. You should see what the people go through that you're like targeting with these like horrific policies and the lies that you're pushing, honey. Like, that's who should be complaining, honey. My, uh, the biggest thing is that I had a lot of jokes about her and Kellyanne's appearance that I took out. <laughs> like, I had some really, really, especially Kellyanne. Because well, of the extensions. No, I mean, it was more her face. Well, for me as a colorist and as a hairdresser, it's her extensions because I can always tell when she, well, she, when she, when they were letting her outside to do press all the time. Um, I don't. Why were they letting her outside? It was like it they was don't like, let her out anymore. Not only, not only we're gonna nope. have your hair, you have bad hair, but we're gonna add in wind. Yep. And even in the worst of times, like they don't have her out anymore. Like she's not. They do not, but I, but but when they did, I could always be like, oh, like this is like definitely day four press, because like the delineation between like where the extension started and where her like her her hair began, um, like got more and more like see through, and like I could just like, girl, your hair is so thin, I can read your thoughts through it and stuff, and I feel like yeah, like her hair is so thin that you wouldn't be able to change behind it. No. Or you could like read newspaper through it. Yeah, yeah. It would be like it would be like really good. Like if a kidnapper was like, I'm gonna use Kellyanne's hair to cover your eyes. You'd be like, great, I'll be able to see everything. <laughs> safe. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like the worst blindfold. I hope, but uh, but then at the same time, I'm like on a personal level, like I hope she's like okay. I mean, I don't think she is. Because uh... what if it was like. <laughs> Not all Trump supporters are crazy. Like, that is the thing. Like, they actually are, like, frustrated and upset about something that is legitimate. Like, they do feel left behind. And, like, and if we don't understand that and have, like, a little bit of compassion for the people that, like, are legit left behind, then, like, we won't ever understand. Because, like, not everyone is, like, the worst, you know? But, but, then, but, then, but then, comma, because I was thinking, like, the thing that's so sad about Trump is, is that he does this thing where he actually, like, manipulates the people that he's controlling into believing that he's fighting for them. But... Like, through, which is actually crazy, it's like psychology, it's like through, like, the Fox News, because, like, my grandpa, when he was alive, like, RIP, he actually died the day the queer eye came out, I'm not even kidding. But on a, <laughs> no, it's true, but, it, no, it's true, but, um... I don't mean to laugh No, it's okay, that. laugh, it's, it's just, like, you know, it's crazy. But his <laughs> wife died on my 22nd birthday, they, like, die on auspicious days. You know what's crazy in my family? My fucking, no, this is, like, insane. I have, like, three brothers and, like, five, like, five cousins on one side and six on the other, and both my grandmas died on their youngest grandchild's birthday. Like, what are the fucking odds? Like, right? Like, what are the fucking odds? I'm like, uh, one, one in 365. Times two, like, cubed or something. <laughs> it's, like, so, like, I feel like that doesn't happen. But anyway, I was just, like, getting frustrated because I was like, oh, my God. I was like, here he is, like, actually, like, manipulating these people into thinking that, like, they're doing a good thing when they're actually, like, hurting so many people. And I was like, that's so frustrating when you constantly have to be, like, the bigger person and, like, have compassion but, like, be hard at the same time. Like, and I was just like, God, I'm, like, so tired or something. Yeah, that's my, my, my biggest thing is, like, people are always like, you should take the high road. Or, and I'm like, and yeah, you know, like, Michelle Obama's really great, but she was like, when they go low, we go high. And I was like, I don't. Mm -mm. We gotta get lower. That yeah, was I go, not working. I go, I go like real low. You gotta go so low. Like, and I, I'm a comedian. Like, we're comedians. 
means we I that's our job is to go low. Everyone's always like I like everyone especially when people are like punch up and I'm like, Yeah, you should probably you should try to make the best joke you can, but like also like it's boxing. You gotta punch everything. Yes. You know, you gotta hit you gotta like you every you float like a butterfly and punch all the butterflies. Yes. No, and on okay, Instagram was explained to me um, by Ava Chin, who I'm obsessed with on Instagram. You should follow her. She's so fierce. She's kind of like the Anna Wintour of Instagram, I feel. Like she's like so like in my head, like that's what she How is. How mad would that make Anna Wintour? That sentence. I don't know, probably not. Like, I think they really like each other, so probably oh, okay. fine. I think, no, I think they're like really good friends. No, I think they're like really like they're like friends. But anyway, she was like she was like Instagram content is kind of like a like it's like a it's like a blizzard. It's like it's like so much content is coming out. So like if that's like what the news and bullshit is like oh, in yeah. this like now like it's there's so much you just have to get it everywhere. Like it's you gotta go. Yeah, I I get I get a very very angry at the news. Uh, I think they're the biggest. I think they might be part of the reason the world will end. Uh, but only because it's not news. None of it's news. It's 24-hour entertainment. Like, and we, we're participatory in it, and we need to stop. Like, any show where it's like, uh, this is what happened, now let's have three people discuss it for 45 minutes. Like, turn the channel. You can't... Or that's just, It's not good. Yes. It's not good for you. It's really bad to give them the ratings. You know, like, it's not... Because it's not working, and it feeds the beast. It feeds the beast. It's true because it's like there's so much misinformation and one-sided like not really truly trying to get to the middle of it and like not that like because I'm sure like JFK had faults and the 60s had so many faults. Don't even get me started. But you know what they had that we don't have not to sound like my grandma but I think it's like a thing like wanting to like work together or like make things like better or something like that is like a spirit that is like and there's so much was fucked up then like I don't want anything to come back from then like 99.9% of the way. But I do, but there is like a lack, there's like an overall lack of like wanting anyone to get better and like, or work together in any sort of like cute way. Yeah, there's not like no one, everyone is so like mad at each other that we're not like, oh, maybe like, you know, like sometimes when people do annoying things and then like you look at them for like a different angle and be like, oh, it's actually cute when you think about it this way. Like, like okay. I have a friend of mine who, I have a friend of mine who, sometimes chews with her mouth open and uh -huh. I hate that. But then I like, sometimes I'm just be like, maybe she can't breathe really well today. You know? And uh. I'm like, I'm like, she's fine. You know? So it's like, you just have to like, sometimes you just have to be like, what? Maybe there's something else that's bothering them that's causing them to act this way. Oh also, God, yes. also, when you were saying the JFK thing, at first you were saying, like, what does he have that we don't? And at first I was thinking good hair, and then I was like, no, we both have great hair. <laughs> we do. We both have, like, so much texture that we're serving today. Like, so much good texture. I mean, this is the exact humidity level I need for my hair. It's like she's... Uh, the, the, <laughs> right? I, it's, I, I mean, bring the New York comedy scene here and I will move. <laughs> she is kind of the New York of the West, San Francisco is. It really I is. Think. Yeah. Don't you guys think? Like, she's really like architectural and like big and yeah. like diverse and stuff. I love it. Yeah. Uh -oh. It's great. But so, what's going on with you? You're performing, or you're doing a gorgeous moment tonight. Yeah, I have a show tonight, um, and I'm I have a new hour that I'm starting to tour with, which uh, is exciting. It's never before seen. Never before unreleased seen. Unreleased footage. Unreleased footage. Uh, all the jokes are new, so don't judge them too hard. 
I feel like people don't know how jokes work sometimes, and they're like, like the first time it comes out of your mouth, they're like, how dare you say that? I'm like, it's just not ready yet. <laughs> and you got to get there somehow. To, yeah, it's like, like comedians need runway. You know what it is, though? You also don't see yourself in the mirror that like we do. Like It's going to be so slayed, but like I think it's probably important for your like, artisticness to like have doubts because that's how you know that like you're so, like self-aware and stuff but like girl you're like I can't wait oh, oh, like, oh my god it's gonna be so good <laughs> you know <laughs> you know um you guys I have kind of like we kind of have, like a major moment it's really my heart is like I had a nitro before this I've had like several coffees I did see you drink a coffee and I was like I don't think he needs coffee I almost like fell in my heel earlier because this is just like too much <laughs> adrenaline for me like it's a lot. I'm gonna get it together. Hold on. I'm like, I have dry mouth, uh, both because of the adrenaline and like the like few splits that I've smoked so far today. So um, we have a really special guest, and I'm really excited to bring her out. You guys, without any further ado, Florence Welsh. Thank you so much. She's literally like the defining comedic voice of our generation right now, I feel. And I'm just, and I'm having so many defining voices of our generation um, all up in my face right now. Hi, Hi thanks um, so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, my manager was like, brush your hair quickly before oh my you go on. No, I, <laughs> I said you behind like, oh God, I better brush my hair. People always say this to me. I'm like, I'm so obsessed with people in their natural way. I'm like, I mean, I always like find something that I'm obsessed with in someone, you know, but like you're the most well, stunning Yeah, when being. people are like, oh, do you get, are you gonna, because if I'm working with a makeup artist or a hairstylist, it's really, I feel really bad for them because they arrive and I'm like, please don't do your job. Don't do anything. It's like less just, is more. Just, just don't. It's not going to look... Because if I have a lot of... It doesn't look... If a lot of makeup on me, it doesn't look well, good. Well, I mean... <laughs> well, but you know what? I feel like in your line of work, you need to be able to like be in your comfort and be in your power. And, be, and so it's like if you're not feeling like you because you're such an organic artist, it probably just like doesn't resonate in your like gorgeous solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I, well, when I was younger and I was just starting out... Um, I remember seeing my first ever press shot that I did of mm -hmm. me, and I <laughs> I used to wear my dad's clothes <laughs> um, because my dad had all these old Levi's. So my uniform when I was 19 or 20 was I would just cut I would cut all his jeans up, which I don't know how pleased he was, but they were perfect because they were so old. So I would just cut wear them as shorts, and then one of his shirts and tons of jewelry. And I did it, and I just showed up like that, and uh, and they took a picture, and I had this goofy smile, uh, like hello, and I remember seeing it in um in the in like a paper, in like an English paper, and I looked at it, I went, no, 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 that's to me, and then I as like a protection. I put, started like wearing way more makeup and glitter and the hair got bright red and I bleached my eyebrows off because I think I was really scared to when be myself. It was, that was a lungs, that was lungs era, if anyone remembers. Like it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I completely bleached off all my eyebrows. I kind of looked like an alien, but I, but it was like a self-protective. Like yeah, yeah, I had, a, I had. Okay, so I had bleached. Because long as dog days and yeah, yeah. I had bleached eyebrows and a fringe cut into a point. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Don't um, come for a bee bang, honey. 
fully, full then, edgy. I love it. It's like, oh. But I think it oh. was, yeah, it was, and it was kind of, I was going through like a drunk goth thing. Oh, I love that. It's so like, choke on like, my fucking yeah, harmony. I was like, always, <laughs> was always covered in mud and beer and I had no eyebrows and was screaming all the time. It was, yeah, it was a thing. I'm a here look. for that era. <laughs> Honey, we all have eras. Like, <laughs> I mean, we all have an era. Like, well, we'd only just started touring, and we didn't, you know, I I didn't really have any money for costumes, so we I just had like this tin suitcase that was only full of basically like tights, old t-shirts, and small bottles of vodka. Who were like you? Whole thing. Who were you like when you were a little baby? Like, who were you like? I mean, like, who were you obsessed with like stylistically? Like, who was like your like Michelle Kwan? Who was your? I mean, now that I'm a figure skater, but, like, who are you? Just like, oh my god, like, you know what I mean? Um, okay, so I was, you know, n- n- well, when I was really young, well, I was 90s, so it was the Spice Girls. Uh. Yeah. It was the Spice Girls and Gwen Stefani, no doubt. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I went to school. <laughs> we, would have, we would have these um, days where you could come in. We had a school uniform, but you could come in in your own clothes sometimes uh, on like special days. And I remember going into school. In, <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is like, this is going to be my defining look. And it's, you know, I was a really weird kid, as yeah. you can imagine. So I was like, this is what's going to make everyone, you know, realize that I'm cool. Oh. <laughs> And I had, I remember, the weirdest thing is like the last edition, I almost got it right. I had these, do you remember buffalo platform boots? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I had blue buffalo platforms, which were like sneakers, but a huge platform, purple crushed velvet flares. It's going well, it's going well. Like, uh, little top knots, like Gwen Stefani top knots. So it's still going well. You're killing it. And then a Simpsons jumper. Okay. Okay, you you committed. You did. You fucking but committed. But I remember it really well. I was like, but why the last bit of the... I mean, I was 10, but still it was like... Uh, and then this Simpsons jumper. I love that. I, okay, wait. So when I was 10, I was obsessed with wearing all purple Barneys. Uh, bar- I wore like a purple Barneys uh, onesie jumper. It was like purple. and Because I, like, I was like really obsessed with Barneys still even when I was 10. And then Doc Martens were really in. And then I ironed a Hanson decal on the back of the Barney to like bring it... <laughs> To like modernize it. Um, wait, what town are you from? And I'm from South London. You are from uh, South London, duh. South London. That explains South yeah, London. Yeah, South London forever. Yeah. And um, from Camberwell, which is in that song Grace. My sister uh, Grace is here actually uh, today. Grace. Yeah. Oh my god, she's here. Uh, hi Grace. Uh, hi Grace. Oh my god. I love and my you. my. My nieces here, they love the song, Grace, and I'm sorry again. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I just saw her when the door opened up a little tea, like the, the back yeah, silhouette she's of her little baby. Yeah, so cute. Here. Hi, baby niece. Hi, sister. Hi, love that and, story. And her husband, Daniel. Hi, Grace. Oh God, hi. hi, Daniel. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you so much for sharing your family time with us. That is, like, so major. She's, like, I'm, like, shaking like a leaf. I can't get over it. Um, so you're performing tonight. Are you excited? I am really excited. Oh, my God. And that's actually like where I'm going at the end. I just like my like my brain just kicked in. I said that early. What I really want to talk about was when I got to like meet you in the face, and I almost had like a nervous breakdown, yeah. heart attack, in in Brooklyn, like minding my own business. Like I just like I didn't really know what to like expect. So I was just like, sure, I'll come, Tina Nancy. Like that sounds amazing. She's like my fave. Of course I'm gonna come. I like want to hear. I'm dying. I'm living. <laughs> and I was like looking down, having a mom, and then I looked up, and you were singing Dog Days in my face. <laughs> 
And then I made this like face that I've never made in my life. Um, that was like photographed extensively. Um, <laughs> that was major for me. Picture it. We're gonna Sophia Pachillo this because I don't think people could, see, could. People can't see that anywhere, right? Like, there's no video of it anywhere. No, there's not. There's not really. It was like this. I was singing this. I was singing "Sky Full of Song," which is about um, thunder. And as I was singing it, this big storm just rolled in, just for that song, and then rolled out. And was she like, was in this, bl- like, billowing, gorgeous, like, well, I feel like your dress was, like, tight to your body, but then you were, like, in an over, like, like overly floaty, like, a little, like, over... kind of floaty. Uh, well, no, but, like, but you're, like, uh, like the immediate one was, like, like floaty, but, like, more to your body floaty, and then, like, you had, like, a little coat, like, like overlay jacket thing that was, like, really, really the floaty moment, because when you, like, went to the side and just, like, blew into that wind, <laughs> when you were just, like, wailing on that gorgeous song... It was more than anyone could handle. Like there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Were you? But like, but wait. But if you're outside and it rains, like, but that's like, is that an electrical hazard? Is that ever a thing? We, but we, you just soldiered did, through it. We did play a. Sh- we did get pulled off stage. That, I, it's weird. Like in our family history and in my life, I get followed around by storms and weather. I witnessed and, it. Yeah, it does. Like. We have, like, even going back to, like, great... We have, like, family history of... Uh, we've been involved in, like, huge floods. It's and, full, like, like so Outlander almost, kind of. it just comes into my life all the time. Yeah. These And I don't know. I, it's, you know it does... You do... I love performing outside because I, I always think when I'm playing that I'm outside of myself as well. So when you're there, you really get to be really connected with whatever because when I'm playing I'm not really sure what's happening a lot of the time I know I mean like I'm professional to a point but when you're playing something else takes over you and sometimes in those moments you really feel that you're like oh it's it's here it's definitely here it's like that's profound <laughs> no I mean but I definitely because like I don't really know how I feel yet about like God or like Jesus specifically like I was like grow I like grew up like very very religious and and like I mean just like in a religious household so like I don't I don't know exactly how like where that lands for me but I definitely believe in like a something mm. like when you see like when you did like I mean that is like a thing like it was for that song I mean it was like like the wind machine was like for your hair not like from mother nature like it was like I mean you couldn't organize that and there's certain times where like certain things happen where I'm like I don't know, like, what book or what word I believe in, but, like, there's definitely, like, a something. And even, like, in my fucking life, like, you guys, like, get out of my <laughs> face. Like, I'm like, there are, ha- like, what? 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 <laughs> like, there's definitely, like, a thing somewhere. Well, yeah, I think when I, when I kind of met you at the show, and my sister was actually messaging me, like, oh, you met Jonathan, you met Jonathan. And I was like, I, was like, I just, like, oh. yeah. No, because I, I just saw this like angelic man in, in like sequins. I was like, oh, he's so beautiful. But Grace was messaging me and she was she like, she didn't really care about the show. She was like, you met Jonathan. I was like, but I did a show. She was like, whatever, to your show. Uh, stop complimenting me. And then, um, but then I, you know, and then, and then I went and like watched the whole series. I was like, this is so important what you're doing. It's so kind and it feels really like... <laughs> I was actually messaging Grace being like, they're angels, they're angels and they came to my show. 
Oh my God, if, if, if Karamo was here, he would tell me, like, like take the compliment. <laughs> yeah, take the compliment. Like, take the compliment. Like, I'm so, like, I am sweating so profusely. Like, I just look up to you, like, so much, and I have for such a long time. No, I mean, your music is, like, I don't know, because, I mean, I've always been, like, musically inclined to, like, I just love, like, a, like, female voice just, like, has always spoken to me more. Not that I don't like male artists, but, like, there's just, like, I just, like, grew up on, like, Whitney and, like, Mariah and, like, and just, like, that sort of, like, and that's, like, yeah, and so I'm and just more, like, my, I'm, like, obsessed with my mom and, like, all of, like, the women in my life were, like, so strong and, like, and, and also, like, boys were just, like, so mean to me growing up that, like, there was something about, like, female, like, driven music made me, like, when I felt, like, my most powerful and my most, like... So your music has just, like, always, you know, spoken to me, like, so much and and... Yeah, that that concert and that and that that moment was just like really uh, everything for me. Yeah, <laughs> but so but so but with highest hope, it's like what has this been for you? What has these last few years been for you? Like a lot has happened. I feel like you, like you're. Well, tell us about it. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. That's like a really bad question. Like no um, one said I was like a great interviewer, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. High as hope. I think. Um, when I was making... Okay, go, 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 go. No, go. I just did remember one little teensy no, question. Yeah, of course. It's actually kind of a major question for me. Like, um, who is Patricia? Oh, 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 okay. Um, is she like an ethereal Patricia, force? Well, she is an ethereal force, but she's also a very grounded and real person, and it's Patty Smith. Ah. Uh, do people know that? She knows it. Ah, good job. No, I think people. I think people. I think people do that. I don't know. I don't know. She. Um. She was. That makes so much sense now. Yeah. That I think about she it. was a. Re- I started to tie in. So when I was. Um, when I was touring, I'd gone through like. Uh, I kind of like. I kind of hit a bit of a rock bottom before I recorded. How big? How blue? How beautiful? And it was a. That album was. It was an album that sort of saved my life in lots of ways, but it was so painful to make because I, I literally crawled in to make that record like a couple of a week after I'd stopped drinking. So I was just um, I was a mess, and I spent a year kind of putting that record together, and every part of it was really and I was really heartbroken, and I was like really a like in obsession with this guy and it was just everything was painful and and for a while I thought that maybe that was how you made music that it had to be painful and it had to be it was important that you were really sad and and but that was but from touring how big how blue how beautiful and from getting to be vulnerable in front of people which I think is again like something that's so important for the world right now is to show that vulnerability can be a strength and it's okay to be okay um and actually from touring that record and and you know definitely from from playing it in the states and you know the last big tour we did was here and when you're playing music like that that I was so unhappy when I made it to see it transformed into something joyful was this kind of it really changed me as a person it it honestly did I I came back from that touring of that record a different person um so when i went in to make high as hope i was like i really love making music you yeah. know i really love it and i love i'm so lucky to be able to have this in my life and i made it in a really simple way in south london for ages just cycling from home to this little studio and i it was like i came back to how i made dog days which was with no expectation Ugh. didn't care like who what it was going to be 
Um, so that was kind of what went... That was the kind of energy that... And what the most amazing thing that I discovered, which is that um, self-destruction, it doesn't have to be, like, a point of creativity. The two aren't interlinked. Like, I really thought that to be, like, a rock and roll star or an artist or to be even to be cool, that you had to, like, throw yourself on the altar of destruction. And I really bought into that. I was like, yeah. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it the best. Yeah. <laughs> But when I kind of had to, I was like, oh, no, I'm too sensitive. (laughs) I just can't. I think there are some people who are, like, literally just don't care. And they're like, sorry, I swear, but they literally, like, don't give a fuck. They're just like, fuck it. And I wish that I could. But I actually do give a fuck. Like, I really really sensitive and I care a lot and I feel things. and, And when you're kind of beating yourself up all the time, I just couldn't. I wish that I could kept up rock and roll history and like, yeah, just keep it going. But I just, I was, I was out. But I, was I like, think I it's so much it. more rock and roll. And that's like the false equation of like, you know, vulnerability, like not being strong because like by your willing to be vulnerable and strong about that in public, like that is so much stronger than like keeping up a facade Yeah. or like, or like, or like prolonging that. Like, and, and I mean, and I like, and I just, and, and especially with like, sober, like sobriety and stopping drinking and like, that's something that like, who she's like such a big subject for me. Like, um, mostly because like, I love weed so much. Like, um, <laughs> I never got into weed. I uh, couldn't get into it. She's I could like get into girl. everything else, but not weed. Yeah. She's just like, my, she's like, but there's in moments where like, I really like, there was like a time in my life where I really, really felt like I did that too much. And then there was times when I like stopped doing it, like all the way for long enough periods where I was like, oh, like a lot of the things that I was scared of being like, I was like, oh, will I still be funny? will I still be like myself will I still like and all of those things when I was like sober all the way like were true like I was still funny I was still quick and I was always like surprised that I was like at least with weed and that's like and that's like my journey with it that is like does not like speak to everyone's because I'm just like a harm reduction queen like it's like working for me right now like we'll just, you know we'll see how that goes but um but I'm but I'm so like I just really look up to like your willingness to be like open and vulnerable about like your journey with that and you talk about it in your music and I sense what you're talking about in your music in Highest Hope is like in um it's like that song yeah the shoulder the shoulder in the hunger video (laughs) is my probably my favorite kinetic motion I've ever seen in my life Like, like that, no, like, I mean, I want to, I practice doing it, like, every morning, I can't hit it the same way, like, I don't, like, my body won't move the way your body does, and I want it I don't know if I've ever been able to do it again from that one moment. It brings it out of you. (laughs) That was, like, a a moment in Where was that that place? Um, It was at a house in L.A. that used to belong to a jewelry designer who's obsessed with malachite. So there's malachite everywhere, and it hasn't been changed since the 70s. Yeah, it's just been stayed the same. It's like a museum. Um, But yeah, that was uh, that song was so. uh, It was a crazy thing for me to do, considering it's been was like the issues that I was talking about in that song were things that I never thought. I would speak about. I didn't even know you were allowed to speak about it. I didn't know that you were allowed to put it into songs. I didn't think, I didn't think people would play it. I honestly was like, okay. I love how you're talking out. to me in it. Of course they're playing it. <laughs> yeah. I do I feel like you're talking to me about like what is happening? Because everyone <laughs> does have their fucking hunger. Like we all have it. Yeah, yeah, like we all got our thing. Like we all got our crotch. Like there's but like. It's a- so funny. Even though I have like, I've like in a much better place in my life, and I've like come to terms and dealt with a lot of stuff. 
in that song, it's like it's Friday night and I'm staring at my phone and it'll still sometimes be Friday night and I'll be there like sitting, staring at my phone. I'm like, I'm in the song. I wrote about this and I'm trying to get out, but I'm still in it. I'm still there. But sometimes you just got to like zone out and let it go, honey. Sometimes you like need to have British baking challenge on and you just need to like look at your feet yeah. for like... I do that. I've literally had to watch this new season five that's on iTunes through like 17 times. It's like, and like, in my, and you know that awful new Instagram update that tells you that you're all caught up? I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's like that Netflix thing when it's like, are you still watching? I'm like, yes. And how dare you remind me? Like, if I needed the update, I would have asked for it. When are they going to just get rid of that? Because it's like... It's very Everyone insult- is it's, it's always oh, still I watching. That. Oh my God. Am I not supposed to fucking say that? I'm like, oh no. I it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing. Because you want to keep watching. Watching TV because it's for balance. Because we're supporting <laughs> stuff. Um. Anyway, back back to you. 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 <laughs> um. So for me, um, one of my I'm I'm up, end of love is like. <sighs> From this, like, it's what I listen to, like, over and over and over on repeat. I listen to it, go to sleep. I listen to it in the gym. I listen to it to power walk. I listen to it to power stomp. I listen to it in flats. I listen to it in heels. I listen to it in the morning. I listen to it at noon. I listen at night. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me... Why is it... Because it, it, it is about, like, kind of coming to peace and reflecting on, like, something that didn't work. Why do I feel so good when I listen to it? <laughs> I feel so strong and good when I listen to it. I think it's it's a catharsis, you know. I, I think, I, well, I don't I don't know as well. I think that song. Um, I think because it, I was kind of when I was making this record. There's like a collective sense of heartbreak going on all the time in lots of different ways for like, for all of us and. It's like so hard to to describe that in what in there's so much such like such a complicated time and and everyone is hurting and so there was something about that song where it it, it just that went into that song. It was about my family and you know my grandmother. She she died in New York and she was had manic depression and. Um, and it's also about that family history of floods I was talking about, and it was—it's kind of—I don't know. That's I think not you what did. I thought a, it was about. I totally missed it. Well, I, no, but the, but the, but the I thing love is, that story. is the, but the thing is, is that's the thing. But with not that your grandma. I don't like that story. But I like that I didn't understand. Like, that's <laughs> no, like the lovely thing not, about art. You know what I mean? No, but it was actually about the idea of like inherited trauma as well. Generational burdens. Yeah, yeah. And how it. Oh my like, god, keeps, I get those. And how it just keeps. My grandma lives in my head. Like yeah, yeah. Yes. No. 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 She totally does. But also, She's like, get off it, Jack. Yeah. But my nickname was Jack <laughs> growing up. It's a thing. So I was thinking about like my grandmother's capacity to love affect my mother's capacity to love, which affects me. And then, you know, it it uh, it's something that we are all still kind of floating in as as a family. But it's it was also maybe this is it. When I was writing it, it was about that time. It was two years ago, and I was in New York, and it was that time. It was like summer. It was that time, and there was you know a lot of the stuff that was about to happen here and in my country hadn't 
happened yet, but there was this sense of everyone was reaching into the dark and we just didn't know. To be with my grandmother in that moment as well, it was... It's weird, songs can tie things together that seem to make no sense and they're all from like, some of it's from like hundreds of years ago, some of it's from two years ago, some of it's about my grandma, some of it's about me, but ties them all together in this strange ribbon and I just hope, you know, it was so far to fall, you said it didn't hurt at all and I hope that she found peace, you know, and I guess that's... Yeah, that's the hope in that song, you know, that it's things are really difficult, but you hope for peace at some time. Wow. Does that make sense? It's yes. so hard to describe songs because they're always no, about just, five different when things. You said, when you said unnameable, like talking about the song that we're talking about, like every muscle in my body like clenched because it was like taking like a mini tsunami like of energy like to the whole body, like at close range, like a gong meditation, but like you like fucking like ring it right in my <laughs> pie hole like as hard as you could, but like not because you meant to in like a bad way, but you're just like so energetic, like it's like so major. And it's like... <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, my like my like I had this like one grandma who I'm really close to whose name was literally Ann Oakley, like, <laughs> like 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 she like married a guy whose last name was Oakley, but like we lost her in like 2015, and of like anyone who I've lost, like it's like she's like because like, like I just think grandparents, if you have like a close relationship with a grandparent, it is like I think about her like every day, like multiple times, like I talk to her about like so much, and I always think about like what she would think about, like it's because you know things have just changed so much, it's like it's just crazy. So I'm. So grateful for you for coming and like lending your. I'm like, did I, did I miss anything? Actually, because you're, no, this is the thing. Because I think I, okay. So, like in like in yoga class, like, you know, like then they're like, oh, if there's like any pose that I missed or like, you know, like that you want to do, it's like yoga, like whatever. Like, did we miss anything? Like, did like, is there something I should have? Do you guys like, is there like, do you know you for it? Like, is there anything? No, just that we're going to be back. I think we're in, back in September. We're playing the Hollywood. Uh, and we're we're playing Barclay Central. Well, we're going to be playing all over the place in oh my September. God. So come and oh, see. Come t- I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> don't twist my arm, girl. Um, oh, and at the Hollywood Bowl, Kamasi Washington, who is one of my favorite musicians, um, he's going to be playing. He's going to be supporting us, and I don't know, something special might happen. He played uh, a lot on this record, so uh, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but we might try. You can, you know. How do I choose my outfit? Good question. I think it's a, yeah, it's a gorgeous question. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you just like, love them. It takes a lot of like throwing stuff around the room. I always think I'm really. I'm like I'm really tidy. And I was like, no, you're not tidy. There's a lot of coffee. You are too. A lot of coffee is drunk, and a lot of things get thrown around, and then you're like, oh, okay. This. Your fucking aesthetic is too tidy, and anyone who <laughs> says otherwise, like, send them to me, sweetie. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like not your fault you have an aesthetic. But I mean, there's always an explosion of like patterns and things. I usually choose the thing that has the least like moth holes in it. (laughs) Or vintage clothes or it's not ripped or like falling apart. I'm like, oh, this. I mean, this matches your eyes like exactly perfectly. It's the same color as your eye. It's the prettiest thing I've ever, like like, the light shining in it. Like I don't even know who gave you permission from the side. It's like, like the color of your eye is like so crazy in real life. It's like. I'm like so I can't like yeah in real life you're just like you it's like you like I I don't know if I had an expectation but it's so far every time you've just like created like a life moving experience thank you Um, I can't wait to see your your show tonight I can't wait yeah I'm really excited 
not to like be so gross, but to take two selfies with you. But can we just, I just, I just, I need like my single moment to wait. Okay, you guys give her a huge, gigantic hand. Ladies and gentlemen, can you even? You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Benes. My guest this week was Michelle Wolf and Florence Walsh. You'll find links to their work and socials in the episode description of whatever you're listening to this show on. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JVM. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, please just like write us a gorgeous review. Like share us with your friends. Hit us on the Facebook. Put us on the Twitter. Like share it. Retweet it. Do all the stuff with it. Um, send us gorgeous fan art if that is like what you want to do. You know, I'm here for it. I love that. Uh, you'll find the P.O. box and the address on Earwolf.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Getting Curious. We get a lot of tweets, honey. We get all the tweets. Some of them are asking for our episodes to be a bit longer. Some of them are for, uh, you know, wanting me to do episodes where people ask me for advice. So I'm setting up a gorgeous voicemail number where you can call with questions, and I'm going to be making a bonus podcast series where I try to answer them. Like... I don't know what's going on with your hair. Like it's, she gets so oily and you just can't get through and you try all the things, but it doesn't work. Or like, I don't know how to exfoliate or like this girl will not pay no attention to me or this guy will not leave me alone. It's kind of like a dear Abby, but she's kind of beauty. And then she's kind of life. And she's kind of, you basically just like ask me stuff, you know, based off of my life experience. Um, am I a doctor? No. Should you take my advice? You be the judge of that. Uh, I'm just making you a gorgeous bonus podcast series that I want you to take part of. So uh, keep your questions as short as possible, but cute. Uh, We want to keep them focused. And as you can see, that is an issue for me. So uh, use a fake name if you want to remain anonymous, or you can uh, tell us your real name if you want to not be anonymous, uh, but make sure you know. Um, And leave your phone number if you're willing to have me call you back. So honey, leave that number. Uh, The show will be coming to Stitcher Premium later this year. The number is 323-606-9351. Again, that's 323-606-9351. And don't worry if you can't remember it. We'll include it in the show's episode description so you can just open your phone and find it there. Problems, advice, or whatever you're curious about, give me a call. 323-606-9351.